shining a beacon on the bazaar. Show us where you found it, Arkin. Down here, it's down this rocky little pathway. Okay, let's go, go down a bit that. further. Well, is it? Yeah, it is. It's down here, definitely. Loads of it, man. Wow, there's more sheep spawns down here oh, as well. Oh, what the fuck is it? Oh, this is awful. Where, whereabouts? There, look. Look at all that. Look oh, at it. Oh, my God. Look Smell at it. This. What is it? Oh, it's got an awful oh, musk. This proves it. This it's proves it. It's true. This is sign. That the beast of the cove is back. Oh my god, it's been oh, years. Oh, look at this, this is a fur, look at the thick, wiry, scraggly, filthy like, fur. Do you remember like back in the day when old men used to have like that brill creamed hair, it was white yellow hair, oh, you know, like white yellowness of it. That's awful, yeah. Like being smoking fags through yeah. it all that time, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> through it. Like, you like your hair. <laughs> <laughs> I vape. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> God, it stinks of piss as well. Is that musk or piss? Smell that musk. No, no, at least this is the raw animal musk of the beast. This is very important. This. Yeah? Yeah, you've got to, you've got to recognise that smell. Now we have another smell. It's yeasty. Well, <coughs> yeah, that's it. <coughs> Dude, sniff, sniff it in, get it deep. In. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the wild musk of the beast of the car. I can't smell any more my eyes are watering. It's yeah. like fucking gone onion in now. I don't know what This is terrible. I mean, it's been a few years since it's been around now, but now it's this is proof positive, the first time proof positive we have evidence here. We can take samples of this nah, from the DNA yeah. of what the beast is going to be. Wow. This is this is groundbreaking research we're doing here. This is proper cryptozoology. Could we be famous? Yeah. Why not? Go on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be famous. Okay. <laughs> Make a change. Yeah. What's Pete doing over there? Why has he not got any trousers on? Uh, what's in his hands? What's he doing with that razor? Pete, what are you doing, you mucky old... Well, I didn't say it, did I? <laughs> <laughs> you mucky old weasel. <laughs> oh, you dirty bastard. What did he say? He says he's shaking his bollocks. Oh, fucking hell. Oh, no. That's his plebs. These, oh. I'm going to say plebs as well. <laughs> <laughs> These are his Oh, I've been smelling these smellies in me oh, now. Oh, you scour means... pans with that. Oh, yeah. that is disgusting. Scour pans. <laughs> <laughs> Clean your oven with it. Oh, oh, why is he? Why are you do it here, you dirty get? Hey, go on. Fuck off. Fuck off, Pete. <laughs> right, 
Right, that's better, is that? Off, but to be fair, though, now we've got rid of the uh, the wiry sort of puby nasty nastinesses, and there's a few sheep spawns, but they're always just around on cracking. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. part of it, right? But we're overlooking the sea here. It's not a bad little spot. I'm going to have to go down and wash my hands and see how I can do yeah, that. Right. We'll do that in a minute, for because first of all, we need to say, this is Cracking Cove, the <laughs> podcast that shines a beacon on the bazaar. It is, and we're back. Yeah. We're fucking back. Hi, Matt. I'm Benny. Yep, so we finally made it back. So sorry we've been away for a couple of weeks. Um, I've been very, very busy. <laughs> You're uh, always very busy. Benny's been working really hard on his golf game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking pro, baby. I'm B-level pro. Find me on uh, Switch. I play online. It's I'm called A Benny. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a gold fucking golfing suit and everything, man. I'm right. doing really well. Um, to, so to respond to one of the uh, to one of the uh, um, listeners when he, when they're asking, uh, why, why can't Benny? Uh, do the shop on his own, right? <laughs> <laughs> so when I'm busy, why can't he do it with Pete? <laughs> Imagine that, mate. Imagine the mate. So, so Benny's, Benny's busy as well. <laughs> <laughs> I've got to keep me here, game. Fucking <laughs> hell. Here for arsehole. <laughs> oh, you should see it, mate. Majestic. Oh, I'm good. Oh, yeah, all right, thanks. But you know, you're enjoying it, though. I do. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy yeah, it. And that's what we need. We all need a little bit of enjoyment in our lives. It might be listening to Crack and Curl. It might be playing a little bit of wee golf. It, it might be um, recording and editing crack and cover for 13 to 14 hours in the week. <laughs> well, however you chill out. <laughs> Get a few baths in there. An hour and a half baths are squeezed into my busy schedule. I fucking love baths. Yeah. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> Steady on that, kid. Fucking Nora. <laughs> right, better get casted out. <laughs> you based. Rolling on from that um, shocking kind of evidence we've just found there. <laughs> the the, of uh, the Puebi kind. Of the Puebi kind, yeah. So the first boat out of the harbour a day, our kid. Mm. It is a fact that new evidence confirms the presence of big cats in the UK. I knew it, I knew you it. Fucking, but to be fair, you've always been stuck by this. Yeah, in yeah. all seriousness, you've always said, like, you know, um, that you believe, you know, that there is big cats. Especially the last year, you had that brilliant footage, didn't you? Remember that one you had? That, yeah. That one in field. That yeah, one yeah, good, good that. stuff for that field. Yeah, boy, you know yeah. what I mean? There's a few people since then have actually pointed out a few discrepancies with it, oh, yeah. and I kind of think, yeah, fair enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, and also, do you remember the crocodilians off the coast yes. of Palambra? Yeah, um, a, a, a mate of ours, Jim. He's he's very into cryptozoology, and he, he actually looked at that as well. He's shown me angles of it, or explained angles to that, and it basically explains the seals and why they are seals. Oh, all right. Like you said, though, they couldn't live in the motors. They couldn't live in the motors. No, yeah. no, it, it wouldn't be occurring, things like that. It's right, just cool. <laughs> it is really cool. But, but I, I think, you know, like I say, you've always stuck with the idea of like, I, I've always believed it. I always believe there is yeah. something happening. At the same time, I've always argued the idea that black big cats living in the UK alright there's lots of sightings but there's not much evidence it's not like you find a skull of a panther anywhere yeah, it hasn't true. happened yet yeah, not found those yeah. kind of remnants which you do need oh a roadkill is a great one you'd imagine yeah. by now like yeah, a big, a big old cat being hit yeah. hasn't happened again yeah. 
this is part of my thinking is some, somehow this might be a remnant animal of like a pan-dimensional kind of I know that's what I were yeah. thinking with it you yeah. know what I mean it, it, just the idea of the when was that act when everybody threw out fucking wildlife in the garden bowing snakes out yeah, toilets yeah, and yeah, shit people doing shit like that um, but yeah, that's right. There was wildlife acting in the UK. Came in, I think it was in something like 1970s. I think it also do with, with chimp ownership as well. Were it? it? Might have been. I'll have yeah, to look into yeah. that. But um, but yeah, people basically had things like lynx, black panthers. <laughs> they had all sorts of exotic pets. And the, the the British sort of government decided, you know, you can't keep these animals anymore. Rightly so as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then they said basically what they're going to do with these wonderful animals. They're just going to destroy them. Wow. They're just oh well, we'll take these, we'll put them all down. Yeah, bring them here and we'll gas them. Yeah, that. sort of thing. Yeah. And you think you know, it's like the people sort of like, I don't want that to happen. These people and well, run free my way. Yeah. I mean, whoever in the right mind. <laughs> In their head, releases a fucking black oh, panther into the imagine wild. Imagine stats if you had the true stats. You know, were there a monkey? Were there a chimp on the loose? You know what I mean? know. Black panther. What well, I, I was thinking was it was it murders in the room or yes? Which is the one where it's the gorilla? Yeah, yeah, that's murder in the room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, spoilers alert. <laughs> Hundred odd year old story, but you know, can't a gorilla. It was something like that. It was definitely an ape or a yeah. you know, monkey. And, and, it, and it was that sort of, but the idea of this sort of like the, uh, uh, an ape that was released back then, sort of yeah, living amongst yeah. us, sort of thing, you know. It could have it could have got a job at our old factory, couldn't it? But <laughs> 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 it manages. <laughs> Done really well. It's on sixty thousand a year now. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, but yeah, so it, it's like. Uh, but at the same time, because a lot of my favourite reports of um, big cats in the UK yeah. have always been the ones where they've had a physical impact. So there was one case, I think it was a guy pushing his bicycle along like a lane at one point, and a cat just was basically by the side of a churchyard, leapt out, it was startled, it was cornered, raked his stomach, clawed yeah. deep and fled. If it was truly somehow like a pan-dimensional beast or something yeah, which yeah. was flitting between the sort of like the fey and the now kind of thing, uh, would it have, have a massive physical impact on this world? I don't know. But the fact it can leave its DNA shows it's a, it is, it's not a, a ghost beast or something yeah, like that. Yeah, you know? it is a modlift model. Yeah. It's hard, isn't it, that one? He's above a, a, a Benny Station, is that one? <laughs> <laughs> Can't solve that one for you. <laughs> I was just hoping you'd speculate. Well over me, Eddie's <laughs> If I had to answer a straight yes or no, I'd have to say, I don't know. I didn't really give him much stride. Nope, can't help me there. Rolled over and shut his belly straight away. Well, I'll keep going. Because, no, it's... I, I think for creatures to have survived, and perhaps it's just more of a case that we, we don't recognise how good the terrain that we have is yeah. for conceiving creatures like that. And people have said before as well, like, oh, he's, he's a highly built up area, you can't do this, you can't live there, you can't do it. He won't survive. Um, nature does survive. Yeah, you know, yeah. it gets by somehow. You know? And the green belts, even in busy urban areas, you've got some. Yeah. Men, you know, England has got a mental amount of uh, green belts and countryside. It's easy. Yeah, well, I was I was talking to a neighbour earlier, and she was sort of saying about how uh, on a different island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and she was sort of saying that how like she was worried about like rats in the garden. She was absolutely freaking out about rats being in the garden getting in. Mm. And she said she was worried that being kind of driven down down 
from uh, the countryside where there's, there's some flood defences going on. Oh, yeah. and, oh, I thought all that worked. I said, no, well, there won't be down at this area with this wild area. That's mm. not where rats live. Yeah. Rats live near us because there's food near us, there's yeah, habitat, yeah. there's warmth. Everything a rat needs is right next door to us. Yeah. And I think that's why we hate them so much, is yeah. because they're sort of like, they're sort of they're snuggled in, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're, you know they're, I mean? sort of they're parasitic in a yeah. sense. But in, the, in that same sort of way, this is why like foxes are getting so used to being urban, yeah. because everything they need is right by us, it's yeah. nearby. It's they're like ours, life. it's cosy life, is a little bit easier. You know, this is why they walk in the streets of places now a lot more bolder, because they're never going to shoot them or hunt them. Yeah. And Perhaps the same could be said for the big cat. Mm. Um, what is oh, it? A big, right. uh, what is it that a big cat needs? It needs things. I'd say like sheep, lambs, things yeah. like that. Plenty. I mean, rather than hunting and stalking down like particular animals, we keep all our meat in big square fields with walls so the cat can get out. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> it's it, yeah. just there. Yeah. And, and and rather than rampaging through the entire field and killing everything, what they're doing is they're taking a lamb. Yeah. A, a sheep here and there, dragging it over the wall and running the woods with it. And it, it just kind of goes missing most of yeah. the time. When you do get like a kill where people say, oh, went into the field and its guts were ripped open and its <laughs> chest was exposed. And, no, it's not happened an awful lot now. Yeah. More often than not, the kill has been taken and concealed elsewhere. And so it's just a missing in action. Yeah, that one, one sheep is down. Which I bet that's quite a lot of stats. You put 100, you know, the 100 lambs get born. There'll be laws getting disappeared, won't they? You know, yeah, that's it. And, and a full-grown sheep. You know, yeah. you can see what a, what a, 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 a panther of that size can actually take. Mm. They can haul something like that up a tree. You know, like it's always a, a panther, isn't it? They're never like a lion or a cheetah or something like that. Either. True, yeah, but there's a reason for that. Yeah, yeah uh, there's, there's probably three suspects we're going to have here for the bigger cats. Oh, all right. Is, there's, there's a lot of smaller cat, jungle cats, the class does. They need warmer temperatures and stuff, but they, they uh, I think... Uh, jungle cats? Yeah, they, yeah, there's lots of these smaller sort of like uh, ones, which you can list loads of these little cats. Um, but they're quite small, delicate. They're, they're, they're twice as big as a, as a family cat. Yeah. Maybe three times as big, but still not massive. Which cats are these? Jungle cats? Yeah, these... Uh, um, now, uh, name-wise, yeah, I'm going to struggle here with a few of these. <laughs> it's not caracal. Thinking about the caracal, but there's um, there's a few and um, there's a few of these small spotted cats. All oh, right, yeah. When you go to zoos, them little ones that you never heard of. Yeah, that's the one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's it. Okay, <laughs> I'm there. <laughs> but yeah, so I mean, without having a list on board now, but I think a few of those could probably survive. There's people actually yeah. keeping them as pets anyway. Yeah. yeah. Very bad for wildlife because they're just they're so good at hunting birds and things. Mm. Not a danger to sheep, yeah. You know, yeah. unless they might get a newborn lamb, perhaps, but they're not. Yeah. The ones that you worry about is the lynx, yeah, which is kind of the Eurasian or the or the American lynx. Is, is like in America it's called bobcat. Kind oh of right, it's yeah, that kind yeah. Of thing, you know. it, I call that a class that's a medium-sized cat. It's not, yeah. but it's a big cat. But it's a medium-sized cat, stocky, powerful, um, wouldn't kill a human. Uh, it's not dangerous to us at all. Yeah. They're, they're the cat, the lynx, or the bobcat sort of size of thing. That's the sort of thing that should be released, I think, into the wild and used if we're doing rewilding. Oh, yeah. I think it's very, very important of our uh, uh, ecosystem to have something like that. You know, <laughs> a fucking predator. Yeah, yeah, we need predators really badly, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah. George Monbiot's book, um, uh, Feral, yeah. uh, highlights this very well. George Monbiot is very controversial figure for a lot of people, but yeah. I think he, he speaks a lot of sense and I do like him. Can be a bit of a guardianist, the pain in the ass at times. Yeah. 
but he's uh, he's book Ferrell's very good. I highly recommend that as a read to people who are interested in rewilding and things. Mm. Makes you look at the Lake District in a completely different manner. Does it? Yeah, well, everyone talks about the lovely, wild, majestic hills of the lakes, you yeah. know. Where's all the trees? Mm. Where's all the forests in the lakes? The, the re reforesting parts of the lakes now, and they're starting to do it. And the way they do that is to take out all the sheep. Right. Because the sheep just clip ah, everything down, or as yeah. George Monbiot calls them, white maggots. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, wow. Yeah, well, I, I don't believe in Highland sheep farming anyway. Yeah, I yeah. think to myself, the, the uh, sheep farming in the UK is 50, well, nearly 100% subsidised. The government pays the sheep farmers to stay there, keep doing what they do. Do Yeah, they pay the sheep farmers so much. Just to, I'm, just getting, I'm getting to despise farmers a bit. <laughs> farmers get my tits a bit, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, there's some good farmers, some great farmers, mm. and some people are really working towards doing a good job. There's a lot of time farmers that can be very... Because they get very set in the ways of what they're doing and where they are. They mm. think, this land is mine, I own this land, get off my land. Yeah. Uh, and they have hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of acres you could be walking over a corner and they say get off my fucking land yeah. it's like what about you you haven't been you haven't walked that bit there yeah. all year i'm just having a little bit of a stroll across yeah. it and what are you worried about mm, it's just it's like this land bit i just don't believe that why have they got it you know what i mean it's, no there should be a lot more of a right to roam in my yeah, opinion absolutely. you know I really do but that's that's my opinion it's the land should be our ours yeah. as much as anything else mm. the idea that everything's fenced you know or or, or barbed wide in you know, yeah, you, you want to save crops and grow crops. You've got to be sensible yeah, about yeah, these You don't want people stomping all over and letting the dog shit everywhere or whatever yeah. they're doing. You've got to be sensible. But at the same time, land, you can't own land like that. Yeah, yeah you, I just sure don't think you can. It's yeah. like me going up on the lakes and saying that mountain's mine. Yeah. I think it's ridiculous. But that's the way that they're rewilding up in the lake districts by taking the sheep off there. They're not uh, cutting down all the trees. And the, my favourite trees are the first ones to come back. Your silver birch and your rowan tree. Wow, yeah. And then your holly comes back as well. Yeah. So you've got your low growing shrubbery and high growing trees. And the best thing about like things like your your rowan tree, amazing, the mountain ash as it's called, that grows. Oh, what's happened with that? It flowers, brilliant, insects suddenly sort of like bloom up got all around yeah. it. The early insects always get in there for the rowan tree. Then the berries come, big heavy red berries, mm. blackbirds, thrushes, all the birds come to it, they eat the berries, shit them out all over the hillside, yeah, yeah. more and more rowan trees. Next thing you know, they, buy, they bind the soil of the highlands together, of the higher land together, stop flooding, that kind of thing, yeah, yeah. Uh, and create a great structure then for other foliage to sort of cling to. That's easy, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Bioengineering. Wow. Yeah, it happened in the in I think it was in Yellowstone National Park when they reintroduced the wolf. Yeah. Um, by taking because the thing is the deer were just eating all the all the. Uh, ah, I think we've discussed right. this before, but yeah, the, the deer were going down to the river, eating all the things by the side of the river, all the plants and trees and everything. The water was flowing too fast, creating floods and things like that. The deer were going up to the highland as well and eating all the trees and things that could grow. Yeah. Um, things were a mess. Introduced the wolf. The wolf started eating the deer. The deer became stronger as a herd yeah. because the sickly older ones and younger ones were kind of yeah, picked off and felt more natural rather than that's yeah. it. Yeah, what happened was the trees started growing by the side of the river, created meanders, slowed the water down, mm. and it created a, a land. Then for, and then the beavers came and dammed it as when well. The beavers came. Yeah, <laughs> Where did they yeah. come from? Well, there was, in, re, there was re, a reintroduction in some places, but the habitat became beaver friendly yeah, because yeah. the water was slow enough for them to actually work there. <laughs> the fucking funny beavers. Yeah, they're great. Aren't they? you know <laughs> fucking I mean? brilliant. We've got Yorkshire now, we've got Yorkshire um, beavers. No, I've heard of it, I saw that on uh, Spring Watch last yeah. year, and I'm like, yeah, the beavers yeah, are back. It. And I love when they explain it. The 
work hard though, don't they? Beavers? <laughs> they do. Weirdly, isn't they? <laughs> they really, really Even hard. lend their names to hard work, don't they? <laughs> Beavering about. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah, cute, really cute animal, man. One yeah. of my favourites when I, I used think to about it. Yeah, yeah, they're really yeah. fucking yeah. funny. What's with Taylor as well? <laughs> Perfect, though, isn't it? Is it swimming? swimming? Yeah, it's yeah. a big old paddle. Big flipper. Yeah, it's a big old paddle. Uh, if they're all armed, they'll want to warn each other. The beaver will slap its tail on the wall and make a slapping noise. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's cute. With that smile. Yeah, <laughs> slapping wall. Slapping wall. He's, he's chewing away with his little salt trees and stuff like that. You that's know? adorable. You know? And I don't know if you know, like, when the people talk about, oh, they live in dams and stuff. Beavers yeah. don't live in dams. Don't they? They create dams and that slows the water and that creates a big pool. Yeah. And that big pool then is like their fish stocks and stuff like that. They'll grow the fish stocks. But the main thing they do in the pool is they'll chew down all the lovely wood. And they hide it underwater in there. And that's what they keep in the cold, lower down waters. That's where they stash the wood that they like to eat. That's what they mainly eat on. Stu- what, they actually eat the wood? Yeah, yeah, they stick the bark. They and it. Yeah, they know it, but they know it on purpose. Ooh, keep it all cool at the bottom yeah, of the pool. that's it. So then they swim down then when they need to get in. They pull water. The, 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 <laughs> they live in a lodge. <laughs> a lodge. Uh, yeah, beavers live in a lodge. <laughs> and so where they, the only way they can access it, a lodge, is underwater. It's like an underwater tunnel. Oh, wow. So you have to dive down, get underwater, then you find the hole and climb up into the lodge. Oh, that's, that's it. And it creates habitats for all sorts of little things like uh, uh, water voles. Yeah. Uh, loads of little creatures will live in there as well. With it, ratty, nice. ratty will live in there. Yeah, mm. that's it. And then the pools are really good for things like carp and, and, and Mr. Perch. Toad. And Mr. Toad. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come full of weasels. <laughs> yeah, might be if you're lucky, our kid. <laughs> but yeah, but sweeping back towards like say areas like. Um, one of the best things you can do for the lake is to, to introduce a lynx. Even I'd say introduce the wolf. That's it. Bring about the beaver. <laughs> yeah, that's it. We're already doing that. All right. It's a thing. A bit rewilding. It's a bit. Well, it might be a bit extreme with the fucking wolf actually. Yeah, why? It's gonna start fucking chowing down and everything. in a fucking wolf running round. Yeah. Don't but know about yeah. that. But the thing is, like these it, the, scary uh, wolves. Yeah, they are pretty scary. Uh, but the thing is, with wolves, they keep away, won't they? I bet. Yeah, but it, when you look at the statistics of how many deaths by wolf in wolf with some countries with wolves, yeah. absolutely not. They don't yeah. go for people at all. Um, when the, obviously things like sheep and stuff like that, they're a little bit of a hazard when it comes to that. So yeah. I think you, you're talking the Highlands of Scotland for wolves, really, yeah. because. The, the deer populations up there is completely out of control. I've heard it's yeah. that, and you have to, do have to go up and shoot loads. That's what they're doing, yeah, that's it. That's but it. one thing, we now somehow have a friend on our side. Yeah. The big cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, that's where we are. Yeah. Rewind. <laughs> so the big cat's out there. It's been, it looks like they've got the DNA evidence now, so the actual story, which we haven't even read yet, they <laughs> <laughs> said that the... Um, that the hair was collected from a sheep attack and farm in Gloucestershire, right, in 2022. So the DNA methods to sort of ascertain it says it's a 99.9% match to the leopard species Panthera pardus. Leopard? So it's, yeah, but that's what the black panther is. It's oh, a right. leopard. Yeah, it's a leopard yeah. species, a melanistic leopard. That's wow. Name. That's a proper term for it, right? So they're saying it's, it was a... Um, the sheep that was uh, reported in the incident says it was a large lamb this time. It was 30 to 40 kilos. There were what looked like two canine puncture marks on the skin, so that's what threw them off at first. At the time, we thought, well, it could just be a dog worrying sheep and stuff, mm. but we weren't sure. There was wool sprawled across the ground as though some sort of struggle had taken place. We checked the perimeters for access points, and there weren't any. Gates weren't open, yeah, yeah. fences weren't open, there weren't access. Dogs. Although they can jump fences, not enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially there's barbed wire involved. Mm. 
but cat, big cat. But that's when they saw wool and hair on the barbed wire uh, fence. Uh, so this is the site where they've collected it from. Clever. So now we know it's almost dead certain big cats are in the UK. Jesus. Or as they're known in cryptid circles, ABC, anomalous big cats. Wow. So that's it, ABC's an hour. Confirmed. Do you think, because it's funny, isn't it? I think if, it, if that wildlife, you know, we had to hand over your bloody pets for destruction, you know, if it happened on a date, if it had been staggered, it, this probably wouldn't have happened, but everybody had to do it at the same time, didn't they? You know, well, so even so, yeah, but I, I think some people, the kind of person who keeps a panther as a pet, he's a bit of a free spirit, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he's not going to hand over, if you had yourself a, a, what would be equivalent animal now, if you had to buy one, uh, like a panther, yeah. it cost you probably tens of thousands yeah, of pounds. And the idea of just saying, well, I'll give it to government so they can just give it a lethal yeah, injection. Yeah. You're not going to do it. No, I mean, they had to release Mint at Wild, didn't they? On a pretty much in a year, didn't they? You know, yeah, everybody yeah. did it at the same time, so you think everything were out there, so they probably met each other out there and had sweet, sweet love. And these are like third Oh, I see what you mean. That's a very good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah. If it was staggered, they wouldn't have ever found them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I think they probably would have done. Um, yeah, eventually. In one way or another. But I think as well, like I think a tighter licensing at the time would have been a better thing to do rather than just say, right, we're going to do this and then yeah, kill them. Yeah. Ain't gonna work, but there we are. We'll oh. have to watch the space. We'll have to see what's occurring. That's it. So proper proof, Arky. Proof. So there we go. You see, we're not talking bullshit. <laughs> 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 We've got wildies out yeah. there. Ow! <laughs> that's quite good that last one yeah we'll have that Thank or a you. cough <coughs> yeah a lot of it's like that's what a lot of uh, a lot of big cats that's sort of like in the dark that's all things like yeah. a, it's like a cough sound for a lot of pampers and things yeah that's I haven't got a recording of it maybe yeah. we'll have to find some but that little like, yeah. thing that's a bit of a thing that might, you might get out of them. You are kid, but in fact, no, I do. I <laughs> <laughs> don't we know each other? <laughs> but do you remember when we used to get the comics? Oh, yeah, yeah, right, yeah. yeah. And we used to, I used to like comics, but one of my favorite ones, I think, is the same as you like horror comics, we yeah, used to love yeah. and all that 2008. stuff. 2008, like, yeah, 2008 was oh, great, brilliant. Loads of those comics. It, it, the other ones, like Beano and Dandy, that were a good way into things, but they were shit, yeah. weren't they? The absolute shit, yeah, yeah. But you got them to scream and scream. Scream was one of the is. best ones, right? yeah, man. But what can you tell me what one of the favorite aspects of a comic book is for you? Freebie up front. Was it? Yeah, I loved a fruit glowing the dark fangs or a mask or something. Oh, I, like, I was like a moth man, you, you to are a like candle. That. <laughs> yeah. Now, like, yeah, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, you are very much like that. Very easily. <laughs> <laughs> a little baggy of heroin. Little, 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 I'll do anything. Some fucking tricks. <laughs> Baggy of heroin. You're a new edition of Mouthful of Cock magazine, and there you are, a little baggy of heroin. I'm in. <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> uh, can't think of it. Well, should I tell you what my favourite was? Yes. And even now, it's one of these things I marvel at. 
and it was a little advert. Oh, yeah, the adverts are great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sending yeah. away for things. Yeah, yeah. So you could go away for, like, X-ray specs and all these. Oh, I did a real bad one. Oh, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm reading, I think it was Focus magazine. Remember that one? I do, that were a good one. They were one. fucking brilliant, yeah. really informative, really informative. And they had some really good adverts, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm there, we're like, working night at the docks. <laughs> like yeah. you do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I saw it and thinking... Sucking cock. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, in between punters. Yeah. <laughs> and I saw it, it says mini hot air balloons. And I'm like, what? I don't mean it. I'm, I'm reading it. And in my head, Here we go, yeah. I'm yeah. thinking, I could go to work in one of these. You know what I mean? <laughs> you could go, get in it, and just fly to work in a little mini hot air balloon. Price were reasonable. I'm thinking, I'm fucking sold here. And then I start thinking about wind and how hard it is to fly an hot air balloon. You have to go one way, can you fly where you want then I really read the dimensions. It was just like a fucking Chinese lantern thing. How you know? old were you? Uh, about 25 or <laughs> 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 Why are you working in your little life? You're waving at everyone and you're going back. Yeah, with me top hat on and that. <laughs> Good morning. We're going to fucking park it. Let's tie it up outside. Oh, really? Just leave it there. Floating about. And jumping it and go home. <laughs> That's I, uh, I was telling people and everything until someone really pointed out and maybe oh yeah, well right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? It's not a bad idea that though. <laughs> it is. It really is. Did you know that it is just been South Yorkshire has just sanctioned the um the, the money now, the foot about thirty four million quid they're putting into we are building airships in South Yorkshire now. Wow. Yorkshire's doing it. Wow. The big airlander airships. You've said this for yeah, years, though, haven't happening. you? Yeah. yeah, they're creating one and a half thousand jobs in the Sheffield area. They're going into production. Wow, and they're that's gonna be amazing. Making, yeah. The great thing about these ones as well, the airlander that they are doing, is a lot of that is going to be places like third world countries, shipping food out, but they're going to make luxury ones. Oh. Luxury liners going your holidays in one, oh. just flying around. Is it South Pole going on an adventure to South Pole? I know, well, one of my favourite ones actually was, I think it was, and it was a North Pole voyage that they did. Yeah. An Italian um, did it. Wow. And it was, uh, uh, it was uh, Amundsen who eventually, you know, got, was fighting with Scott of the Antarctic. Scott oh, the yeah, yeah. He, he, he actually flew across in an airship wow. with an Italian sort of like um, airship pilot. <laughs> and that, that adventure cool. was amazing. Oh, like, we'll cover that on the cove yeah, one yeah. time. I'd like to do an airship special. Oh, love it. And I've, I've, been, I've been doing a lot of research recently for to do an airship <laughs> You've always liked yeah, your airships, yeah, yeah, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's a lot more interesting than people know. It's really in Focus magazine, again, I did do a bloody uh, thing about the Zeppelins and the future. You know, I got my head around it thinking, my God, that is the future. Yeah. You know, how heavy, how much stuff you can take with ease yeah, anywhere yeah. you want. You well, know, it, yeah. in the amount of fuel you have to burn to keep airborne is insane. Yeah. When you, once, once you're up there with an airship, you're up there, you're flying. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You don't need to keep pumping on the fuel yeah, or you're yeah. powering it forward. Because how fast do you need to get anywhere anyway? Yeah, just a meander. Yeah, just get there by eventually. Well, I mean, this is the concept behind dry goods ships, you know, bulk hauliers yeah, of the yeah. massive um, ships. Basically, stick a load of Taiwanese sort of like uh, uh, um, sailors, some poor little guys, so they, they ran them on there. Here's a, a shit tons of Chinese plastic in, in millions of fucking boxes. Yeah. Tons and tons, thousands of tons of all this stuff. That's why plastic stuff's so cheap. Yeah. They just get a rusty old hulk of a ship, put on a few poor people who are almost like slave labour, yeah. and they just float it around the world for about nine months until it eventually gets there. Travels super, super slowly. Wow. But that's that bulk. 
slow. Yeah. He gets there eventually. He's cheap because it's got there very slowly. He's got slaves on it. Yeah, he's got <coughs> slaves on it. But you do need to do that in the airship world. Yeah. You can fill a giant airship, get there within five, six, seven days, perhaps. Yeah, you won't need that many people. Really, you won't need that you? many people. Amazing. And you get things around, yeah. And it. what a great way of getting food to a third world countries because you don't need a landing strip. Mm, you just drop sit, it in there, straight to the village. Yeah, they, they've, they've created these massive inflatable padded cushions beneath airships. <laughs> so they just land like on a giant mattress to go wow. boom. That's how they land. Yeah, so yeah. you can just land in the scrub, yeah. unload hundreds of tons of dry goods and food or seed or machinery or equipment or things to sort of bore holes to, uh, to bore uh, uh, wells for water. Yeah, yeah. Things like this, you can help, you can revolutionise the third world countries with these sorts of things. I don't know. I've wanted one all my life. <laughs> Go back to Ads about me one in there. <laughs> yeah, well, the end we've got here, you see, is what would you expect to buy if you were buying monkeys? Or uh, one of these things. Sea monkeys! Yeah! Always oh, Never got them. I don't know why I never got them. No, well, that's the thing. Well, sea monkeys were some of the popular things, but this yeah. is by D Jake Rosen from uh, Mental Floss, or Jake Rosen from Mental Floss magazine. He says, for comic book readers of the 1960s and beyond, the ads for mail-order items were sometimes just as intriguing as the superhero action they inter interrupted. X-ray goggles. Yeah. Uh, promised to make adolescent clandestine peeping toms. <laughs> 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 Charles Atlas vowed to turn slightly built kids into muscular powerhouses. And most notably, sea monkeys guaranteed small packets of powder would bring aquatic life to your home. <laughs> but these turned out to be, well, brine shrimp. That's yeah. what sea monkeys were, you know what I mean? But then there was another funny little thing they advertised, which you just don't really know about, right? And it was the squirrel monkey epidemic of eighteen, uh, uh, right, of the era. And so for eighteen ninety-five, they said that you they would send you a thing called a squirrel monkey. <laughs> They're real, are they? That's the problem. <laughs> oh no! Yes. Uh. So basically, what was happening, right? So Jeff Tuttle, right, he said, as a kid in the 1970s, Tuttle was reading a Spider-Man comic, one of your favourites, yep. right, and there was an ad for a, a spider monkey, right, uh, for a squirrel monkey, sorry, and which promised to bring joy to one's household. So to make sure his parents didn't get wise, he had the primate delivered to a friend's house. When he called, I rode my bike over, he said. It came in this little cardboard box. I mean, I'm saying small. It's probably the size of a shoebox, except just a little bit higher. Yeah. Had a little chicken wire screen window in it, <laughs> and there was a cutout, and all you could see if you looked in was this little face. Oh. So Tuttle carried the monkey home and brought it to his basement, where he expected it to join his menagerie of rabbits and gerbils. But rather than settling in, the monkey began using the plumbing pipes in the cellar as a as a jungle gym, and when Tuttle grabbed it. The monkey gnawed through his finger like a drill press. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Razor sharp little teeth. Oh, monkey teeth. So, quick trip to the emergency room saw Tuttle receive 28 oh, stitches. God. He went through his finger and arm. Oh. Basically, like a scalpel. Oh, dirty <laughs> monkey teeth. <laughs> but. The little monkey called Chipper soon fit in with the family. <laughs> yeah. So they the worked out how to feed it using peanuts and seedless grapes, right, which uh, were appealing. They didn't like bananas, apparently. And Chipper the monkey enjoyed riding the back of the family's border collie, cowboy style. <laughs> Brilliant. So it lived for about five years, right? Mm. 
but they thought he died of a might have died of a wasp sting oh. because obviously he'd been such a little creature. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? yeah, that's like yeah, top poison. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, just just killed it outright, you know. Oh. But the saint apparently did incredibly well looking after a squirrel monkey for like all that kind of time. Yeah. Really, really difficult to look after, so it needs an insane amount of care. So to get five years out of it, he did really, really, really well. Good. But can you imagine sending off now? You know what I mean? Getting a live monkey in post. Yeah. What irresponsible bastards are sending putting it in comic books? I like know. That. This is it. It's mad, isn't it? But the same, the, the squirrel monkey's really sort of destructive. That's what it's all yeah. known for, you know what I mean? It's one of these things that he says you do not keep them in residence. That's yeah, not yeah, good. Yeah. But 60, in the 60s and 70s, squirrel monkey fever took over of the area. And from Peru and Colombia, 173,000 squirrel monkeys were shipped across, oh. sold via private dealers through comic book ads, right? Oh man, that's out of the wild. You imagine them being bred somewhere, don't you? This is it, yeah. Nicking them off trees. That's a scary animal having your house. And this, in 2014, Tim Tate told NPR about how he and his brother, Tom, sent away for a comic book monkey in the mid-60s. The, the animal arrived just as their mother's bridge club was getting underway. <laughs> Tate unboxed the monkey, which had been waiting to defecate while en route to its new home, so it proceeded to jump around, shitting everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> the leap from each of the members of the bridge club while they're all screaming and covered in monkey shit. <laughs> oh, the terror. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't cope with it, running, crawling about. <laughs> I love it, it says... As Tate rushed to contain the monkey, which they named Pepe, <laughs> it says they were horrified to see their aunt reach her arm in between the bars of the bed where they hidden it up there, you know yeah. what I mean? So, like, in an attempt to soothe the animal's nerves. It said, where an arm can go in, a monkey can come out, and out comes Pepe. But so, and a monkey believes he's about to get hunted and caught, right? Panics and jumps out. And to escape, bites the first thing in front of his eyes. And what is that? It is my auntie's pendulous breast. Oh. The monkey bit the tip. Oh. <laughs> scene from hell. Oh. Then Pepe fled the scene, only to be found dead months later in a nearby forest. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pepe. So it's just not a good idea, is it? Oh, imagine the stories. What terror that's actually caused. That's well, just the idea of all those, it, the introducing 173,000 wild monkeys into a new country where they shouldn't be. What was happening in the 60s and 70s? Yeah, wildness. Madness. Yeah, it was, it was just all, all rules are off, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. God. I mean, you don't really remember the 70s as much as I do. Right? I remember really, a bit no. of the early 70s, or the yeah. late 70s, I remember. So I remember a little bit of the late 70s, the late 70s. But when you look at the news and stories and reports of it now, you think, this is fucking Billy Bong Bongs. <laughs> it shouldn't be going on, should it? <laughs> it shouldn't be. I kind of like that it were wilder times in a way, you know what I mean? But you should, we shouldn't be doing that with monkeys. No. <laughs> That's really bad, isn't it? Poor little bastards. <laughs> oh, Kidnapped from, from the country and that, shipped over to the monkey. That's so dangerous. Who's doing all the hunting? Who's know. this guy? Yeah. I imagine like a small game hunter. Yeah. A little outfit yeah. with a little pop gun kind of thing. Yeah. Boxing them really all Really good at it. Uh, got some really evil trap for him and that. Yeah. I think they're probably buying them off local hunters. I think that's yeah. what it is. They're sort of encouraging people, hey, you get some of these monkeys, you get a few more of these, they're going to give you a few pennies yeah, per monkey. Exactly. I mean, yeah. boxing. And how many died on the way? I home? know. I was thinking that <laughs> created over and that. How the hell did they survive it? In just a postal service? Is that allowed? Oh, can you imagine? What a bad day for fucking posties. More monkeys. Yeah, even more. Maybe they just had one dedicated monkey man going around yeah. delivering all the monkeys. They need a drink. Oh, I don't get it. I don't know how that happened there. No. I don't know 
want to do actually. Yeah, because you might be just one of them animals that don't need a drink for two weeks or something. I bet it is. I bet they just don't give a shit. Yeah, Stick it in a box, ship it out. It might live, it might not. Oh. Poor little salt. Oh no, that is really evil. Yeah. Especially if you want bread, they'll just nix. Really what you need is bread animals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> do what you want with them. Sort of like have the animals ourselves. Breed him here, it'd be alright. Yeah, yeah, yeah. safe for insects. He's safe. Yeah. Anyway, Texas dairy farm explosion kills 18,000 cows. <laughs> <laughs> wow, not safe. Not Say safe. all that again. Approximately 18,000 cows were killed in a blast at a Texas dairy farm earlier this week, according to local authorities. 18,000, that's some big animal. Eighteen cows. So it a cow, just under a ton. What is it about half a ton? So this, this is you can safely say it's half a ton. You got yourself nine thousand tons of cow of meat just exploding, not just like dying, exploding. So this, the thing, what might have happened was um, uh, methane. Yeah, well, I reckon it's methane as well. And that, the authorities believe that machinery in the facility may have ignited methane gas. Mm, it ran bar to town. Who runs bar to town? Yeah, <laughs> master blaster runs bar to town. <laughs> blaster blaster. <laughs> Stealth Right, TV. <laughs> TV. Again. But apparently, across farms, right, um, it, just in accidents like this, in fires between 2018 and 2021 across the US, three million animals died in this way. Wow. I think what they're saying is it's just basically a massive buildup of methane, one yeah. spark, and literally, boom. My God, how efficient is it then? That's like, is it pure methane gas? Well, methane, because methane is, I believe it's lighter than air methane. Yeah. I think it is, I'm not too sure. It's kind it's of heavy sense, gas. Because so, if it's lower shed. down, it's, it's building up in the shade and building and building yeah. and building, you know what I mean? And, and then, then kind of like cut corners on air corners and all sucking out. Yeah, well, well, it's the intensive farming methods as well where they've got everything in together. It used to be mm. that you just have like herds of you know, cattle out and about all the yeah, time, yeah. you know what I mean? You just have one pumps of steroids so, and stuff in. Well, they yeah, but these are in sheds now. That it's, That's something it's, it's pumped yeah, into, yeah. and it is, it's, it's just not healthy. <laughs> They're just working out, and they? <laughs> yeah. On the steroids. Well, they're saying that Mr. Rivera, who, uh, who uh, oh, speaking to local news outlets, KFDA, Sheriff Sal Rivera, said that most of the cattle had been lost after the blaze spread to an area which cows were held after being taken to a milking area, then into a holding pan. But they're saying that what happened is a, a, a machine, right, which sucks the manure and water out of the area, called a honey badger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Got overheated, uh, and that's when it kind of blew up, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, but, I mean, stuck. that, all I can imagine, right, this is the main thing for the story for me. Imagine the sight. I'm thinking it's like hell, isn't it, when you look at it? Imagine the ribs and the half the face is missing and... Well, I want to be at a distance, oh. and I, if if I had a superpower, it would be the ability to know these things were going to happen, right? <laughs> and I could travel the world, right, with a deck chair or like, and some <laughs> <Yeah>. popcorn. <laughs> and say, right, I've got twenty minutes to go. Let's get ourselves set up, crack a beer, our kid. Wow. And sit ourselves down, and just wait, and then then just a long distance, they just go this. 
boom! The oh, cow flying in the air. It's a cow. Magic moves. It's just the devastation. Because it's awful, but from a distance, you know, it would be quite spectacular. It's surreal. All of it, the mess afterwards, you know what I mean? The mess afterwards. I could go poking around there with this thing going, ugh! Ugh! Fucking hours. Hours and hours. It was moving at you. Oh, look at that one. Bring the gun. Finish it. Milk and blood everywhere. Vile. Wow, it's, it's apocalyptic through that. I know, man. that's really it, but that's the thing with it. It's mm. what a way to go. But what would you rather go? I mean, the idea of like a, a, a another species, you're farming you for me. <laughs> yeah. And they're all going to eat you. Yeah. Or they're latching on your big old titty for milk, right? <laughs> and they're taking my milk away again, right? That or blowing up in a spectacular death. Which one are you going to choose? I'd just be kind of milked. <laughs> <laughs> Sit back, kick back and relax. <laughs> Let them latch on yeah. and milky, milky. <laughs> oh, yeah. Mm, bit of milky. Why do you want to get blown up? Yeah, I'd rather blow up than have that. Good. I'll try escape. I'll get milked a bit and try escape. What, an escapee cow? Yeah, that's it. And I'll just go run wild and stay with my panther friends on Mars. Well, there's, there's, a, um, there's a great book. I've got another, another book recommendation here oh, for you, nice. right? Um, it's by Michel Faber, I believe it is, oh. is the writer. Or Mitchell. I don't know where, I, I never looked it up, so I don't know if it's a man or woman. It's, right. it, the way it's written is a little bit like it's a it's Frenchman, but I don't know if it is. I think yeah. it's maybe a, a female author. Um, but it's, uh, it's called Under the Skin. Right. Now it's also a sci-fi movie as well at the same time as this, and and I've not seen the film, but it's a friend of mine, uh, Andy. He, it's his favourite movie, one of his favourite movies. Oh, right. Eight times. I think it's absolutely fantastic. But the book is really good. Yeah, yeah. And it's a woman. I won't give you the full thing away, but it's basically a woman who is driving the roads of Scotland, the high, highlands of Scotland. You know what I mean? Really yeah. remote areas, picking up hitchhikers. Yeah. Oh, is, it, is she an alien? Yeah. So it's got Scarlett Johansson in it, hasn't it? In the, in the movie, yeah. Yeah, it's supposed to be really, really rudy. Is it? Yeah, it's supposed to be proper rudy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have a look at that. Yeah, I, like it a I do. <laughs> I really like Scarlett Johansson. <laughs> but, um, but so, it's, yeah, she's in that. Ah, right. But the book, I, I'm recommending the book. Is it? It's book good. Is brilliant, yeah. Wow. It's, it's really well written. I mean, I'm again. I'm still on a bit of a, a, a sci-fi, a sci-fi jag at the moment. <laughs> yeah, you know man. what I mean. So uh, this is it's a brilliant book. Oh, nice. Really, really good. So that, that's something I've read recently. Highly recommend. Another big recommendation. I thought I'd read it. I haven't read it. Two thousand one, a space obviously. Yeah, it's a, it's in it. What yeah. a fucking book. Yeah, yeah. I, read, I read it years ago. Like I mean, a long. Yeah, long, so really, really good. There must be recommendations yeah. for that. You but know, it's, it's the old. It's spiritual, isn't it? Two thousand one. But the but the but the book um, uh, under the under the skin sort of thing. It's there. There is a, an escapee in that, oh, yeah. and it's the idea of something that you just cannot escape. As in sort yeah. of how you look, what you look like. You know yeah. what I mean? You, you know, it, it, it's. I don't know. It's just yeah. something like being being able to get away and, and stay away. <laughs> you know, you're just going to get caught. Yeah, you know? immediately. <laughs> yeah, but which kind of gets me about with Black Panther. It shows yeah. that sort of like the the re- ingenious resourcefulness of, of the, this particular yeah. you know feline that can escape That's and stay it, away. Just slink about and not be spotted yeah. at all. Whereas yeah. we blunder over the horizon <laughs> and quickly hauled in, sort of thing. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's one of those things. So it's like, a, yeah, but it, it's. Uh, 
you know, you escaping as a cow. Mm. He's not going to stay away. Unless people take pity on you, like the, you know, those, I forgot what the name of those pigs, a couple of pigs escaped, didn't they, very famously. <laughs> uh, Tamworth. Tam oh, yeah, yeah, there were a couple know, of yeah. pigs, yeah. So a couple of those escaped. I can do adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I've got it in the bag. Can you imagine? You would, I, I can see that as well. For the simple reason, like, the idea, like, if you're going to have a job and it just says mascot. Yeah. Something like that. <laughs> I'll be good at just it. Being a pet, a out, point a little outfit, and make your parade up and down a little bit, and you're right, happily do it. Like exactly. That. And then you go back. It's the happiness that comes out. Yeah, you, know you put you back in a little area where you get your wee goal, and all your yeah. snacks and stuff, and all the peanuts, and you're waving at all the kids a bit, and you don't care. The big, oh, look at him in his bath, and you're adorable. It's bath time for Benny's. We've got always playing with his doodle. Oh, look at where he's always flinging it in the glass again. <laughs> Well, I suppose that's it. So you've chosen the life of being a mascot. Uh, <laughs> you've chosen uh, for me, haven't you? Yeah, like, really? <laughs> and, uh, and being fed all sorts of things. Whereas I've chosen to explode with all the other cows. <laughs> There's a lot of hours It does. There's <laughs> a big major difference in life. <laughs> Let's move Ooh. quickly away. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he did it though, that was subconscious. Fucking <laughs> 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 uh, Away from the scenes of animals and things like this. Yes. Right, you know, and let's move towards LARPers. LARPers? Do you know what a LARPer is? Nope. Live action role playing. Wow. Right, and this is basically guys who get dressed up in weird little necromancer and sort of like swordsmith outfits. So it, back in the day, like, what was that fart thing we saw with like, rubber arrows and stuff like that, and the old bang swords and shit, you know, recreating my battle. Oh, I know what you mean, seal knot society. Yeah, that's sort of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I suppose they're weird when they kind of are on a massive scale. Yeah, yeah. This is on a bit more of a shit scale, yeah, isn't it? This is where people who sort of like think that they are playing these little role-playing games. I don't know if you've ever seen this sort of thing. <laughs> I think I've seen it one time. I've seen it on telly a little bit, yeah. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I've seen it in real life. It was a mate of mine used to run his own nightclub. Oh, I think it was on a Sunday night. I'm not sure there was a particular night, and it allowed the, the, the LARPers in. <laughs> now, I was always thirsty for a drink. Yeah, yeah. So what I'd do is I'd go down with mate. He'd, he'd open the club, and I'd say, right, I'll get me in there. We'll go for a few beers and stuff, yeah. sit around having a laugh, like. And they, only, they wouldn't let the general public in. Yeah, Because yeah. that was their night, yeah. right? shame of it yeah. hide your shame yeah so we'd just sit around having a beer quietly laughing at these goons <laughs> right and what they'd be doing is they'd be somebody almost like a dungeon master kind of character say, right like, loud nerd yeah, yeah right yeah. so it's, it's super nerdy yeah and then they'd all be kind of pretending to be drinking in a bar as normal right or something like this then suddenly like, somebody would step onto this sort of dance floor area and one would suddenly do this mad move and throw his arms around then all of them throw his arms around then they'd sort of go then like a whistle and blow or something and then everyone would stop what they were doing and they'd all count little points and add things up and something had actually happened. It was almost like they were making create a little board game but with themselves. So oh, somebody had moved and done something and he'd cast some sort of spell. The other one had drawn some weird handmade, homemade gun or something. <laughs> what the fuck? Is it, is it like Dungeons and Dragons? Are they like there and they're taking turns and moving? They're kind of like that, yeah. yeah. yeah so yeah, there's all scenarios. So then, then, they'd, you know, then they'd all start again. So they'd all stand around again and then someone else step. And then maybe 30 seconds later, something else would occur. 
But they were all waiting for it to happen because it was their turn to do something. It was all very fucking complicated. Wow. But they're all wearing mad homemade outfits as well, which is even better. What like? Dungeon mastery type shit. No, a lot of this stuff was a bit like cyberpunky. So they're all wearing homemade like sponge computer things on their arms, on their heads, and things or whatever. They're all wearing a lot of black trench coats. Yeah. All this sort of shit, right? Homemade guns, sort of thing, but like laser weaponry kind of thing going on. Shit. And imagine a load of beers. And watching this oh, shit go down. Great, that's one. wild. <laughs> you, could, yeah. you could ticket the event. Yeah, man. It was all very well and good until it all got a bit too excited and they all went outside and started doing it, right? And this uh, is the mean streets of Bradford. Oh, God. And then all police turned up because they saw people in trench coats running around pretending to shoot each other. Oh, <laughs> the fucking idiots. Yeah. Well, the, the issue you've got is I mean, they're all really quite nice people, I suppose, yeah, in yeah. a weird way, are your LARPers. Um, but they are, how can I put it nicely? They are living in a complete fictitious made-up world. Yeah, yeah. And I think it drips too, it eases too deeply. It's on a razor edge. Yeah, yeah, this is it, you know what I mean? So what's happened here, uh, uh, this is in America, uh, as usual. So these LARPers, or live-action role-players, have stumbled across a dead body when they're out and about doing this, right? Apparently, it looks like it might have been in Canada. I don't know where it is. It's basically in America, right? Mm -hmm. So they're all in the funny little costumes, all ready to rock and roll, right? You know, and they stumble across a dead body. Right, and this is what ensued. We were in the middle of our tournament when my friend John said he found a body in the bushes over there. I ran over there because I'm a healing monk to try and help, but obviously my magic wasn't strong enough because the dude's body was missing a head. So my friend decided to try and use a necromancer spell, which didn't work, which I knew it wouldn't. And apparently we contaminated the crime scene because that spell uses a lot of glitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's a kind of lesbian, a, a necromancer. <laughs> I knew John's magic wouldn't work. God, he's an absolute pussy. <laughs> <laughs> what was the glitter? Was it like casting glitter on it? Or you know, that's what they have. They have things oh, like this, like to show the casting a spell. That's mad. That's so mad. Do you want to have a little look at this dude? Yeah, but thing is. You find a dead body, you don't just start fucking about it. It's a really disturbing moment, isn't it? That's it. Jesus. Right. I can see him already, Arkin, I swear. Is he fat? He's got a tash. No, he's got a beard. Yeah, exactly. Look at his fucking chainmail and his glasses all teared up. Absolute fucking turnip. That's all. I mean, to be fair. You know, you crack on with it. You know, yeah, enjoy yourself. Yeah. But that shows how far yeah. they've lost the plot. Yeah, thinking yeah, in, but we contaminated the crime scene. <laughs> it's missing a head. Obvious murder victim as well. Not, not to, It's like nearly poking fun of it in a way. You know, the, yeah, you know I disagree. Is. I disagree. They weren't poking fun of the body in that. They were so far immersed in their own crazy little world. They've lost the plot that far. Fuck, that's a long way to go, Arkin. You're right. <laughs> he, he, he it? really yeah. far. Yeah, but I think uh, I I I'm of the opinion there's a lot of people who find the real world. That's the tricky place. Yeah, that's the place which yeah. isn't going their way or anything like yeah. that. So when they immerse themselves, I mean, look at people again for like you know I don't know fucking days on end or something. I'm pro. Fucking pro. Stepping out of reality for a good yeah, while, yeah, you know. Yeah. But some people, they, uh, I think there's an active choice sometimes with people where they'll say, 
I am not taking part in the real world uh, uh, yeah. or the minimum amount yeah so get... all I'm going to do you know and I, I have to say I mean I, I don't want to sound awful but I actually see a lot the main reason is because I do a lot of fairs and markets and things and I'm yeah, out yeah. about right and I uh, I'm going to put this I'm exposed to quite a lot of people that want to give me crystal healing mm, yeah <laughs> there's a lot of women, and it is women there's yeah. a lot of women out there <laughs> with big bits of purple stone or glass yeah. and they think that this is going to do something yeah uh, and I don't think it is. <laughs> the only time I've ever seen it in action is when this really lovely couple of girls who were working at a, a fair I was at, and a big storm was coming in. It was an overnight fair, so yeah. you, you leave all your stuff set up. You know what I mean? And that's what you do. You, you bat down the hatches, wear it all down. You come back next day, and you sort of start again. I didn't like gazebos and things. <laughs> These two girls were in this absolute Mickey Mouse. Um, <laughs> Almost like paper thin, yeah. shabby little gazebo. <laughs> there are no weights to hold it. Those down. princess things you can get for your bed. No, it's like one of them. like they were selling crystals and stones out of this, yeah. right? And and I battened all my stuff down, made sure yeah, everything was yeah. safe and secure overnight because this is my living, you know. I mean, it's like you know, apart from running lighthouse, obviously. Yeah. And these girls just put a little piece of fucking plastic sort of like over this, over the, the, the all the jewels and crystals and amulets and things, yeah. right? And they put this sort of sellotaped a bit of plastic <laughs> over that, that, dusted off and off the went. And I'm like, and the every, lady, <laughs> everybody knew. We were all saying, we're going right. Why don't we arrive a little bit early in the morning to pick up all their crystals for them? Because oh, it's just going to be everywhere. Oh, bless you. Right, and we arrived next day, and it was pandemonium. Yeah. There was like people's gazebos were tipped over, the stuff missing, everything. Their store wasn't fucking touched. Now, uh, it's funny because it's. Oh, oh, I'm going to have to go all this one, Arkin. Here we <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, I listen to the course, of course, and I don't really listen to it much anymore. Yeah. And he had like a guest speaker on it, and it basically, he's going back years. He's going, God, guys, it's working, this stuff is working, let's keep going at it. Uh, two years ago, they were having this massive drought yeah. in a certain part of America, all to do with the Great Lakes up in the mountains, not getting enough snow. Snow melts, goes into the lakes, lakes feeds all the water down into cropland below. Yeah. And it had all basically buggered up. The whole system's gone. Global warming, I don't know what the fuck it is, they're not getting yeah. snow. So he's saying, look, this is a major incident. We've got to do a bit of collective kind of thinking here, guys. You know what I mean? Every week when we do coast to coast, we've got to do a little bit of like make it snow kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And this was two years later. You know, he's kind of coming on and saying, "Wow, my God, this is just so crazy. We didn't have to stay all. It was it was impossible, and we've done the impossible. The snow's coming. It's kind of come a little bit too much." <laughs> and he's yeah. laughing about it, saying that everything's working fine. Maybe a little bit too much snow. We should just like steady so praying, off. Guys. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Sort of and then ever since then I keep seeing all this stuff on the, you know, like, like California's never had snow before yeah. all this sort of stuff and it's like he's getting to this like, critical stage you think I wonder if those people's thinkings the collective consciousness has yeah. actually done something here you know what I mean with snow or just the little hippy dippy crystal girl just like the innocence to them and the power of the crystal well, weirdly enough I do actually uh-huh. have an answer for that. Yeah, it's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I think people's minds. I don't know. I think. I think the power of them. I know it sounds shit. Fucking lucky with that. Okay. Your feather ends. There's many snow. 
Oh, there's too much snow! There's too much snow! Somebody! <laughs> there's snow in California! Right, there is, yeah. <laughs> But the thing is, as well, it, it's like analysing anything, mm. right? Where you sort of see, so we you see sort of like a cause and effects, for example. Yeah, right? yeah. So there's cause and effects for everything, as we well know, right? And just because you see correlation in one sort of set of data, yeah, it doesn't yeah. mean that's correlation affects the other set of data. <laughs> so, for example, loads of people like you know thoughts and prayers when there's gun violence yes. and nothing happens. Yes. So it's thoughts and prayers for snow. Yeah. And then snow happens. Well, gun crime is a little bit more complicated than snow. <laughs> you know what I mean? Is it? You've got like the human element with snow. It's like an element. Element. Boom. <laughs> I rest my case. Well, that's me pulling the door and stepping out. I feel like I'm chomping. And you should. <laughs> it's just a bit easier than snow, isn't it? What to make it snow <laughs> than to put guns away? Yeah, it's lots <laughs> easier to make snow. Well, you might. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense though, doesn't it? No. no. <laughs> <Does it not? laughs> we. Oh, I'm not going to gain. He's just going to laugh at me. But I just think it's more of a simple thing. Loads of people look, thinking about snow than a fucking gun crime, and <laughs> that's well complicated. <laughs> Do you remember all about doing things for clips? Yeah. Right, we're at one minute. <laughs> 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 we're at fucking do it. This is going. <laughs> I mean it, I'm absolutely fucking mean it. I'm I'll send you a letter, I <laughs> <laughs> I've heard weird shit with her, that's all. Hey, I've just heard weird shit with her. Come out of your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> so, as I was saying before about some people who are sort of like uh, lost in some strange world, yeah. world you know what I mean, fantasy <laughs> world, I kind of rest our case, yeah, I guess, I You might be there. Well, that's the difference between you and I. That's it. Let it snow, <laughs> yeah. let it snow. <laughs> that's it, they've got tune and everything for it. <laughs> A wedding. I like a wedding as Especially well. Especially when right? it's an all day, you know, you know, you're staying over, you know what I mean? I like that. Uh, well, that's the thing, I, I kind of like that sort of thing as well. So it's like, I, this is a wedding between uh, Samantha Miller, 34, and she married a, a long time love, Eric Hutchinson. Oh, congratulations. Yeah, I thought it's a, really, it's a lovely little wedding, is this one, right? So, a big ceremony, I mean, really kind of really ornate, really lovely. Loads of lovely photographs I've seen of it as well online nice. and that sort of stuff, you know what I mean? And then. Um, what I always like, and I always think it's a lot of fun, is when you leave the wedding in like a fun vehicle of some sort. Yeah, you know? I mean, yeah. that's always fun, right? Yeah. And um, they did a little golf cart. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, that's pretty cute. Can, they, like can, they, can the dress fit in it though? We're dragging well, up that's what were kind of fun. They sort yeah. of got in, but they got everything in all right. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? So they all just sort of crammed it all right, and everyone's waving, having a laugh, and that sort of pull away. Bye. <laughs> beep, Bye. Beep. Then a drunk driver called <gasps> Jamie Lee Kamorski's rental car, right, ploughed into them at sixty-five oh. miles an hour. Oh God, you got no protection at all. Just a bit of crushed up plastic. Imagine that. Uh, Again, as we said about the exploding cows, imagine the scenes. Uh, 
just everybody you know's there. Oh. Everybody's waving you off. Bye bye. Oh, I can see her hand in a glitting diamond and pool of blood round it. Oh, 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 that's very Columbo. <laughs> <laughs> but the speed limit on this particular island right near Charleston is 25 miles an hour. So this guy was doing 40 miles an hour. Yeah. Oh no, he wasn't a guy. It's a woman, Jamie Lee Kamoski. Jamie Lee Kamoski. Jamie Lee Kamoski. So she's a young woman who was doing Asshole, this. doing 40. Absolutely. No, doing 65. Jesus. She was absolutely arsehole. Really was. Shit-faced. Are they dead? Um, uh, she's dead. Uh, she's dead. He's in critical in illness. Um, brain injury, broken bone. Oh, she's dead. Oh, she's dead. What about driver? She dead. Uh, no, they never die, did they? I'll tell you, being pissed yeah, but up. Yeah, she's in it? the fucking rental car. Oh, yeah. in the golf car. <laughs> <laughs> See the science there. Uh, <laughs> 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 got that. Oh, bit. come, Bowser always survives. <laughs> 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 yeah, so that's it. She faces up to 25 years in prison. And I'm honest, fucking chuck the book. It is, yeah, absolutely. Chuck the book, throw away the key. Yeah, because drunk driving to me is such a big thing. I, tell you, I think it's still a big thing in states. It's not, you know, like here, it's very frowned upon and it's. Saying that, when you go past pubs with all cars in pub, yeah. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, wait that's a minute. Always, that always stinks, does that? Uh, and uh, but one thing is, uh, things in America you see is because like you say you'll have the bar. Oh well, I've got the pub. Yeah. You don't have a pub around the corner. Yeah. You have a bar, which is your local bar's like eight, nine, ten miles down it's the like road. Like Roadhouse. On telly. Yeah. It's just like that. It's like Roadhouse. <laughs> but no, I think it's a lot more over there. And that's what it, it is. It's, it's you ride, you drive to the, you drive to the. What pub, was yeah. she up to then? She's on a little island driving. Them out, pissed off. Yeah, she yeah, she <laughs> well, it, it sounds like she's the kind of girl who's out with. Her. I think she was on a holiday over there. That's yeah. why she's in a rental car. She's basically driven to the pub, same sort of thing. Just had a shit ton of fucking boozes and cocktails and whatever. Oh, you know, yeah. Triple speed limit on way up. Yeah, I'll just floor it on the way up. Whee! Oh. Next thing you know, she's buzzing along at high oh. speed and drop a fucking golf cart with oh. a wedding in it. <laughs> that's that bit where everybody watching it, then that noise, and then that explosion, and they all run over. Oh, what, what'll get me is in the car, right? Because it'll take an ages for a fucking halt, won't it? Yeah. You know, <laughs> Uh, and, and it's that sound where you've either got radio on still yeah. or you're in the ticking engine yeah and you're there going what the fuck just happened uh, there and then you look back full fucking wedding lynch mob oh, coming at you oh god he will be an old yeah, they'll be would, dragging yeah. you out won't they bride all over the floor fucking golf cart in absolute wreck you know Chad there fucking twitching away on the fucking Jesus, roadside family screaming so you're sat there thinking I've had a skin for it. yeah Father at Brad's thinking, I have spent a fortune. Someone thought that, didn't they? Yeah, well, okay, then, there will have been a fucking stoned brother in law somewhere. Yeah. Oh, that's how you, Holy shit, fucking hell. <laughs> Reaching for the phone. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the gifts! <laughs> Oh man, poor bastards. 
Glyce is just fucking wow. Yeah. You can't take it for granted, Arky. And what we do with Dunlap? Oh, saying that you're having a little line, a little goal. I'm getting a golf bunny in a little line. You know what I mean? I'll give it a go. Oh, it's fucking tragic. You're isn't getting it? a golf bug in your head all the time. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's <laughs> how <laughs> so you get around. <laughs> in my head, yeah. I'd but love to be it. fair, there's more golf buggies and less fucking cars. There will be a happier place. It will be a happier place. I'd be happy. Because you know, just mo mo you look at all the most of your trips that you take, yeah. working back and everything like yeah. You can do it in a golf buggy. Absolutely. Yeah, just a little canopy over L it. Little a little electric little, golf buggy. Yeah, a little heater just to keep you warm. Yeah, a little yeah. radio. Oh, around. a little radio. <laughs> yeah, a little radio. <laughs> That's and brilliant. It's nothing, nothing digital. Yeah. You've got to tune it in still. Yeah. <laughs> Bring back the good old times when golf buggies ruled this land, Arky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before you do the last one, <laughs> oh shit! I mean, he's been bothering me this and I thought I could easy Google it. I could easy Google it, and I thought I'm not gonna. Because I started thinking, give it a little bit. I've been thinking about it for right, a week. Right, right, right. <laughs> okay, right. So let me just set the stage. Here. So you've had an idea, you've thought of something. Right? Thought of something. You right. know, when you're just eating something, you think, wait a fucking minute. Why haven't I ever seen what I'm eating? You know what I mean? I know that it lives in the sea. What's the name? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm eating this uh, shellfish. I think it's a fucking shellfish. I don't know what it is. I'm eating it all the time. Eat it at Christmas. Never seen it. Never seen it swimming in the sea. Don't know if it's got a shell in it. I don't know what the fuck it is. What scampi arky? I was just about to tell you what scampi was then. <laughs> <laughs> Why haven't I seen scampi? They don't, on prawns or something like that, you'll show prawn on the pack. They don't put it on the packet. These must be ugly fucking fish. Scamp scampi isn't a species. Oh. It's, it's just like a prawn tail. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> Go on, keep talking. It's a prawn's tail. Yeah. Scampi, so scampi's a prawn? Scampi's a prawn, yeah. Why do they got fucking prawns in? Um. I don't know. It tastes a little bit different. I'm eating it thinking, yeah, it tastes pretty much like a problem. But, but tell you what, you, you, you've asked the question. This is fair dues now. Yeah. So you've asked the question, right? And I must admit, I've thought, you know, I, I my knowledge was, <laughs> my knowledge was that it's not. In, well, I've had no, no Well, you know, fucking everything. <laughs> 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 Apparently. <laughs> You don't know what fucking scampi is. <laughs> right, if, if I if I had to say one way or the other, right, because crayfish tails are sort of like sort of thing, it's fresh water yeah. food, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Scampi is seafood. Yeah. So it's from, from the sea. Aye. Right, I'd be saying something either lagostine, which is a lot big prawn, or it's of the broad prawn species, right? Yeah. But I think it's like a prawn tail, that kind of thing. I think it's an ugly fucking fish. Right. So now I'm going to Google it. Yeah, yeah. Right. Fire up the Kraken Cove search engine. Right, are you ready? 
Mm. Are you looking it up? Well, I put what the fuck is scampi. <laughs> <laughs> so, scampi, Nephrops norvigicus, right? So it's an actual species. All right. Is called the Norway lobster. Norwegian lobster, Lagostine. Oh, so, I've got that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, The French call it that, kid, I think. Yeah. <laughs> 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 also known the Dublin Brett Bait Prawn. Yeah. So basically, Nephrops, as it is known, is a big prawn or logistine. Well, it's closer to a small lobster on her mind. <laughs> 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 it says a Dublin Bay prawn and closer to a small lobster than a shrimp or a prawn. Okay. Mm. Well, tell you what, because I've said langoustine as well, right? Yeah. I'll just let you have it. <laughs> <laughs> Interesting, though, isn't it? He could be gobbling some all that time. I still say it's an ugly motherfucker. Let me look at a picture of that. There it is. No, it's not that bad. <laughs> <laughs> Tell you what, though. Um, do you have a top end limit to how much you could eat? What do you mean? As of in scampi. Well, I had I, I would eat the other day and I undercooked it a little bit and it was a bit. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, it's really cold it's inside. And I'm gonna be like, fucking hell, you know what? I'm like, kind of spoil it a bit for scampi. No wonder you can fucking die. <laughs> it wasn't cold. It was just a bit soggy, you know what I mean? <laughs> and I didn't have any tartar sauce, so I had oh, a look. Exactly. Or lemon. I, like I had lemon. lemon and vinegar on it, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, think, I still enjoyed it. Uh, but I know what you mean by it. it's like calamari or some bits like that. I could just keep popping it in yeah. all day long. Just, yeah. I'd like a scampi, I think. Like I peanuts, be. couldn't you? You could just <laughs> like, like peanuts. Bam. I don't. Oh, I don't want to get into this. <laughs> <laughs> well, years ago, right, I was eating peanuts, and yeah. our last said to me, "Oh, peanuts make you fat." I'm like, "Give up!" You know what I mean? Went to bed that night, exploded. I'm not a right farty person. No, you know I'm mean? not. Um, but man, I ain't eat peanuts for ages, and I did like a full bag of salt and vinegar peanuts <laughs> the other day. And no fats in, I don't know, through the night, but I woke a bit more, and when I went to the toilet, man, I, my God, it was like a gun. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't mean it like <laughs> beeping. <laughs> it was bad. It tore me apart. Honestly, and that's it why tore I can't eat them. Ah, it'll make you fat. By the it, way, it, it, it was chocolate peanuts. I went on a massive ah. chocolate peanut craze for a while, and I yeah. thought, that oh, I'm really loving these. Suddenly, I thought, fuck it, that's like something a bicycle pump up my ass. <laughs> <laughs> I won't blow it up, baby. Yeah. I like Augustus Glue. <laughs> I will get bigger and bigger and bigger. Oh, what the fuck is going on yeah, here? Yeah, What's yeah, happening? I couldn't move. I had to do the trousers. Yeah. I had to go fucking put joggers on. Wow. I thought, I'm getting bigger and bigger. Oh, thought, what the fuck is going on? Then it started. Yeah. Oh, it were like tearing cardboard. That's what I mean. I thought I'd ripped it. I proper thought I'd ripped it yeah. one bit. Kevin. Could not stop. Yeah. Massive blast. Yeah, yeah. I'm off the peanuts. I can't handle it. It would proper hurt me that next morning. I thought, yeah. nah, you know what? They're nice. Not going to go back. That's and it. there we go for your little uh, dedication, your little <laughs> addition to, to Bring gut. something to the table, Aggie. Yeah. <laughs> Farts and scampi. <laughs> the mystery is solved. <laughs> Thank <laughs> me later, listeners. <laughs> well, we'll just roll straight on to being 
Well, our kid. <laughs> is it that time already? Oh, fucking, he's well past to be honest. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a late one. No, I've enjoyed that. I missed it. I missed the cove. I needed so, that. What I'm gonna, I'm gonna, um, um, I'm gonna end on something which isn't particularly a mystery, but potentially could be. Ooh. But it's, it's. I think it's possibly one of the coolest names I've ever heard for Kraken Cove. Mm. Well, going on a guy called Victor Noir. <laughs> isn't that Bob um, Vic Reeves? No, that's a Jim Wire. All oh, right. Yeah, on Wire. Yeah. Jim Moyer. Jim Moyer. Jim Moyer. I don't know. Cool. Yeah, but uh, this is. You know, I suppose it's a mix Victor of, Noir. Victor Noir. That's right? really good. And Victor Noir was a French journalist, right? He was shot and killed by Prince Pierre Bonaparte, a cousin of French Emperor Napoleon III. Wow. And Noir became a, a symbol of opposition to the imperial regime, right? Yeah. Now, in December 1869, a dispute broke out between two Corsican newspapers, the radical La Revanche, inspired from afar by Grosset, and the loyalist L'Avenir de Corse, edited by an agent of the Ministry of the Interior named Della Rocca. Now, I think there's a bit of um, the invective or the nastiness of La Revanche uh, concentrated on Napoleon I. So there's a bit of a to-and-fro between these sort of things, talking about Napoleon and say the... So Prince Napoleon Bonaparte, Prince Bonaparte, right, he castigated the La Revanche's cowards and traitors for writing against his relative Napoleon I. Right. right. And um, so on 9th of January 1870, Prince Bonaparte wrote a letter to Rochefort claiming to uphold the good name of his family. It says, having, after having outraged each of my relations, you insult me with the pen of one of your menials. <laughs> so it's basically sort of saying, like, you know, one of your reports has been writing about my family. How dare you have one of your... Yeah. You should have, even if, it should have been you, the editor, at least, writing. But yeah, no, yeah. you don't want your menials to write about <laughs> Slaggers off, you know what I mean? My turn had to come. Only I have an advantage over others of my name of being a private individual while being a Bonaparte. I therefore ask you whether your ink pot is guaranteed by your breast. <laughs> I live not in a palace, but at 59, Rue de Atuil. I promise you that if you present yourselves, you will be not be told that I left. Basically, he's having them a duel. Whoa, is it yes, on? Yes, it's on, right? Yeah. So based on the following day, Grousset sent Victor Noir and Ulrich de Fonville as his seconds to fix the terms of a duel with Pierre Bonaparte. Contrary to custom, they presented themselves to Prince Bonaparte instead of contacting his seconds. So what you have, you have a second, say for example, of me and you were having a, uh, a duel. Uh -huh. I would have two people as my sort of like representatives, so would you. Uh, right. My representatives would talk to your representatives. Nice. They would sort the thing out, and then we would turn up at the field of battle. Wow, the, choose yeah, your weapons yeah, and all that bit. All that, exactly, yeah. So they turned up on the day, but each of them actually had a, a revolver in their pockets. Noir and de Fonville presented Prince Bonaparte with a letter signed by Prince by Grosset, but the Prince declined the challenge. Oh. So Bonaparte had already said, like, if you come, I will do this, me, me, me. Yeah. Right. They said, all right, they've turned up on the door and they sort of said, right, you okay. well, no, we're up for it, you know what I mean? He's back down, right? So he went there and said, I don't want a duel. Why did he go? Oh, well, that, that's the thing. It, well, no, because it's it of a pompous circumstance, being fluffery, trying to be all brave and that sort of trying to have a, a, a duel. And when, he, when they actually stood to the game, they said, all right, we'll have a duel. Yeah, yeah. Bonaparte back down. Oh, Bonaparte. Bonaparte ah. back down. Bonaparte's ass fell out, right? <laughs> 
Right, so according to Formville, um, Noir asserted his solidarity with his friends. So Victor Noir basically said, like, you know, I'm with them, they're my people, you're, you know, I'm sticking with these people, you're, you're, you know, you're obviously, I don't think he called him a coward, mm. but he basically sort of said, like, you know, look. So the prince declined the challenge of the, uh, of the, uh, of the duel, asserting his willingness to fight his fellow Robert Man, uh, nobleman Rochefort, but not his menials, as in, uh, uh, mm. as in, uh, uh, Noir and Fonville who turned up, right? He says, I won't fight you two, I'll fight him. Alright. Okay. But he called them menials, so they didn't like being called menials. So yeah, I yeah. think they sort of said, yeah, well, I've not known that, right? Anyway, yeah. they the reckon then that uh, Bonaparte reckoned that actually uh, Noir pulled his pistol. He didn't. Oh. He didn't. Basically, what happened? Dirty they, tricks. So, it, uh, they, so they, they had a, what's his name? They had a bit of a, uh, a tete a tete there. Something went on, right? Anyway, basically, Bonaparte pulled his pistol. Shot Victor Noir dead on the spot. Oh, that's right. well tight. So, but eventually it went to court and all sorts of bits and bats went on. But, but <clears throat> I think Bonaparte really got away with it. You know, that's he, disgusting. Yeah. Calling the jewel, bottling jewel, and pulling your pistol and you know, and not showing even, the guy yeah. who turned up to sort of like get it on and to not do it by the rules. Yeah, this is it. So it's like, but a strange thing occurred with the death of Victor Noir mm-hmm. when he was eventually buried in uh, the Père Lachaise Cemetery. Right? People kind of got a little bit of a sight of Victor Noir and thought, mm, right? Mm-hmm. A dead one, and they thought, mm. because of his grave. Now, as you can see, one thing of his grave, excuse the rustling listeners, but that is Victor Noir's face. Now, as you can see, his face is sort of like it's been rubbed Whoa. a little bit. It looks French, don't you? It looks big, French, blubbery lips. But, but yeah, but big, blubbery lips. But, well, people seem quite sensual. Yeah, big, blubbery lips. The, the actual body is as he fell dead that is a, an exact reproduction wow. of how he fell dead after being shot now it's he's like that dog in um, edinburgh where they're rubbing his sensual lips for good that's look that's it that's what they're doing and they're rubbing his nose. beautiful lips for good look and sort of thing essential his face is good look mm-hmm. and um but but because he's sort of shot dead he's seen as a martyr yeah, as well yeah. against like sort of like the the the, the poshos, the yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, even though a they, victim of the fucking establishment, yeah, type of that's thing. it. So he's seen but, as a hero, yeah, yeah. but there's not just that aspect of Victor Noir. Uh, is it like that dog in Scotland again? Have they been rubbing his doodle like it? This seems to be wow. quite a popular aspect of Victor Don't, Noir. Jesus, you can see his. Can he see his cock? Is that his belly? Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So going packing? The, when the, the thing that's unusual about Victor Noir's <laughs> corpse and the, the bronze sculpture of him on his coffin is the fact that you can very distinctly see through his trousers the shape of his genitalia. <laughs> but the other side of things as well is that with Victor Noir being as he is and being so popular and being <laughs> seen such a hero, people are seeing it as a sign of fertility. Ah. Now, women are actually sort of thinking they're actually kissing his face, kissing his lips, they're leaving flowers by his hat or on his, uh, or on his tomb. <laughs> and they're also finding that if they... Whoa! <laughs> if they climb aboard and have a little bit of a rub on it. My god, there's a proper bump where that would actually work. Scissoring it like hell is this woman with yeah, suzzies and suspenders on. So basically, what wow. we have, the picture I'm showing many boys is a very attractive young lady. <laughs> climbed aboard Victor Noir. Jeez, and he's 
frotting herself. <laughs> <laughs> is that the word for it? <laughs> frotting is the rubbing of genitalia. Uh, oh yeah, because yeah, dudes can do frotting. Yeah. <laughs> if they like. <laughs> but they say it increases fertility. Women are falling pregnant after climbing aboard Victor Noir. Oh. Because I think it's getting more fizzed and in the mood. And there's lots of dark gothicness about oh, it. So, no. isn't there? Oh, so there's like women climbing aboard Victor Noir. I'd be wet wiping that down yes, before I climbed yeah. the board if I was that young Gee, lady. It's funny though because he's, he's got shot and laid down the made a replica of his body. There must have been like halfway through it thinking, oh, let's do a replica of this to say, well, fucking hell, he's in cock and that. His proper bumpy cock sticking yeah. out him when he's dead and then putting it into the statue. I, I sometimes think though that I think things like that are occasionally done on purpose, mm. perhaps to accentuate the virility of the sort of like the movement yeah. of the time to say, like, you know, in death you can wipe us out, but we will live on. Yeah. Perhaps to accentuate genitalia a little bit on a statue in that way, might be yeah. to say, like, you know. Can't keep us down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's good. I'm touching my nose and pointing. <laughs> <laughs> Give it a rub, it might get all shiny, our kid. <laughs> Normally does, our kid. <laughs> well, I think it's time for us now to leave the cove of the looking over the sea. We'll get back up to the lighthouse, make sure yeah. everything's fine. Make sure we haven't got uh, Robo Pete up there doing something awful. With yeah, his shaved genitalia. <laughs> oh, nice. But it's glad to be back, so we're yeah, going to try and be back as much as possible. We've got a little plan to do things to sort of try and keep ourselves a little bit more constant because while I'm working to the level I'm working at the moment it's difficult to keep especially bank holidays in it yeah, yeah. extra days for me to be out and about sort of selling my wares mm-hmm. you know so but we're going to do our best we're going to keep going we're not sort of giving up on everything but all that's left for me to say now is a big bye bye from Matt it's a bigger bye bye from Benny take care guy <laughs> <laughs> there are three ways you may come Contact Kraken Coles. Either by email at podcast at gmail.com. On Twitter at Kraken Coles. Or Instagram at Kraken Coles Pod. Ha ha!